Father, this morning we are before your glorious presence. We thank you because you are the sovereign one. We thank you because you are the miracle-working God. We thank you because you are the dependable God. We thank you because you are unchangeable. You were the same yesterday, today, and you will be the same tomorrow. What you did for others yesterday, you have the power to do for us today. And as we sit at your feet this morning to hear your word, let the entrance of your word bring light to us. We break the yokes of the enemy and we proclaim freedom in our hearts to be able to receive of you. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Put your hands together and have your seat. Let me again welcome you to the Breakthrough Hour, our Breakthrough Clinic, this Thursday morning. You could have gone to somewhere else but decided to come. And I, God, and I want to thank God for that move of yours. And I pray that by your coming here, this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus God will locate you and minister to you in Jesus name Amen before I share God's word briefly and for us to pray um, the prophet is, is out of town he's gone on waiting he says he wants to hear from God and come back and be a blessing to us so he'll be away for some time but ministry continues and I trust that your heart will be enshrined in God your mind will be focused on God because he is the reason why you come here. And I pray that that should be your anchor. Can you say amen to that? Amen. 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 This morning, I want to encourage you briefly on what I'm calling develop an, a winner's attitude. Be a winner, if you like it that uh, way. What I mean is that in your life as a child of God, as you walk with God, your position, your attitude should be that of a winner. Last Thursday, I was telling you that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them from each of those afflictions. And what I have come to observe in life and believe in life and see in life is that when you are born into this world, you are born into a world that has challenges. And from your childhood through to the time that God will call you home, challenges are all around us. And the fact that you are born again, the fact that you are a Christian does not mean that you have challenges. So the challenges are there, but it is our reaction, it is our response, it is our attitude towards those challenges that make us what we should be by God's standard. Amen. 
am a pastor. I've served the Lord many years. I have my own personal challenges that I'm believing God to break through for me. I believe my sister who is interpreting also has her own challenges. What you may call troubles, what we may call uh, challenges, what you may call difficulties, they are there for God to prove to you that he is your God and he is the one who is in control. Sometimes the challenges are such that we are not able to pray to God how we should pray to God, what we should expect from God. You go to God and you are short of words because the challenges sort of have overwhelmed you. And I know there are many here this morning. You have all manners of challenges. Last Thursday when we, we closed, somebody shared with me an issue which was very challenging. And I know that there are many of you here who have one challenge or the other. To this morning, I am here to encourage you to be look at the challenges from a winning point of view. No cranny. And some Maybe my husband is gone out, he's not back yet. I don't know what is happening, but I see him coming back, and that's a winning attitude. I am owing that person some huge sums of money and it is so gangantuan that I don't know what to do. But as a believer in the Lord, I know that I am overcomer over that debt. The list will go on and on and on and on. But I'm here by the instructions of God to tell you that you are a winner, no matter what the situation is. Please stand with me and go to 20 people and tell them you sorry, are a winner. Sorry, no you are a winner. Give me high five. You are a winner. No matter what your situation is, you are a winner. Make sure you shake him very well and tell him you are a winner in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are a winner. You are a winner. Don't get discouraged in life. Don't get discouraged at all. The Lord is on your side. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 Amen. Amen. I am reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And I read from verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Verse 11. Listen carefully to what the Bible says. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry. And the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance. By being in the right place at the right time. Verse 12. People can never predict what hard times might come. Like fish in a net or birds in a trap. People are caught by sudden tragedy. These words are very thought-provoking words. All that he's saying is that Sometimes life is such that it is not the educated who is the winner. It's not the one who is full of muscles and built his muscles who always wins the battle. And it's not the one who says his wife is amongst the, all that that wins the battle. He says one thing: there's chance. Chance basically means that every day, like today, we have 24 hours. All of us have 24 hours. That's the full day. And as we walk in the day, you don't know what God will do for you. And he gives us an uh, encouragement that says, by being in the right place at the right time. That's the key. So when you find yourself at the right place by God's direction, in the right time, your breakthrough will come forth. He's not saying education is not good. He's not saying being wise is not good. He's not saying being strong is not good. But all that he's saying is that everyone's life is in the hands of God. And it is left with you to be at the right place in the right time for your breakthrough to come. Is it marriage? If you are praying to God for a wife, it is only left with you to be at the right place at the right time and you will connect with the one that God has given to you. Job, being at the right place at the right time, you will get your job. And this is what I'm saying. You must build the right attitude in life. 
And, and that attitude that I want to talk to you about is what I'm calling the winner's attitude. The attitude of a winner. Somebody said that if you see yourself as a loser, then practically you become a loser. If you see yourself that, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm unable to do this, then practically you will be unable to do what you are supposed to do. But again, if you see yourself as somebody who says, I can do it. This is a small issue for me. I can do it. I see myself overcoming. Then practically, you will overcome your situation. Somebody will ask us, what's an attitude? When we say you have an attitude, what does it mean? It basically means allowing what you think about the situation to manifest in your speech and in your actions. So, in your heart, if you see somebody as a foolish boy, in your heart you think he's a foolish boy, in your mind you think he's a foolish boy, the way you talk to him, the way you relate to the person, lines up with being a foolish boy in your mind. So it is what is inside your heart, what is inside your mind that comes forth through your speech and your actions in life. And Attitude comes in various forms. There's what we call negative attitude and there's positive attitude. So negative means that you are seeing everything in the wrong way. You are looking at things from the wrong angle and your attitude is showing that way. But the other one which is positive means that you are looking at life from a positive angle. You are looking at life from the bright angle because God is on your side. And for God, life is bright because he's the one who is in control. So if in your heart you see everything from the angle of, of God, then your attitude, your speech will, will, will demonstrate that. Remember I said what is in your heart will determine what you say and what your attitude is and then it will practically come to being. So once you have the challenge and I believe all of us has one challenge or the other. That's why you come here. 
for the prophet to speak to you, for us to pray about to you, to God. But in addition to that, we must carry that witness attitude. And God will make you a winner practically. How do you cultivate a winning attitude in life? And that's what I want to give to you, then we'll pray. How do you build a winner's attitude into your life? The truth is that life is not easy. The truth is that life has its ups and its downs. It's only a foolish person who says that life is flat, but life is never flat. Today you are up, tomorrow you are down. Today you have money in your pocket, tomorrow there's no money in your pocket. Today you are happy in your marriage, tomorrow there's problem in your marriage. Today your work is going on well, you have a lot of profit, another time there are challenges to come. So life it's like that sometimes. It's like this sometimes. But the one who has a witness attitude can go through whether you are down or you are up. So how do you build this attitude in your life? Please take note of that. Number one, you must know in your heart and accept in your heart that you are a, already a winner in life. Don't ever say to yourself that I amount to nothing, I can't do anything in this world, this is my fate in life. Never, never, ever say that to yourself. Accept in yourself that you are already a winner because your faith is in, in Jesus Christ who won the victory for you. If you look at the circumstances around you, you may be defeated. If you look at the circumstances around you, you may get discouraged. But know that by virtue of the fact that you have put your faith in Jesus, who is already a winner, you are a winner no matter what the challenge is. Number two, you also know that the life that you are living is a, is a winning journey under the Lordship of Jesus. It's a long journey from the time that you were born into this world to the time that you were born again to the time that the Lord will call you. It's a long journey, but it's a journey for the winners because they are walking with the winner who is Jesus. Amen. The Bible tells us, I believe in 1 Corinthians 15, 15, that he leads us in a triumphant procession. Jesus is the leader and all those who follow him 
are winners because he clears the way for you, he clears the hurdles for you, and you go in and he carries you through. I pray that you will understand this by the grace of God and position yourself in such a way that no matter what situation you are faced with, you see yourself as an overcomer. Then the other thing that I want to know is that always see life, look at life from a winner's angle. Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Let me just know, despite all these overwhelming victory. Let me read from 35. Can in, anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecution? Or hungry or destitute or in danger? Or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. And we are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, please listen carefully. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. Verse 38, and I'm convinced. That nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons. Please take care of that. Demons cannot overcome your life. Neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ. So this is a very powerful word from God to us that everywhere you walk, see things from the winner's angle. There is nothing that should overcome you because you are with Lift up your right hand and say, I am overcomer. Say it again. I am an Say it again. I am an overcomer. In Jesus' name. And this is the attitude that you must carry wherever you find You may cry a little, but know that you are an overcomer. Mama, you are an overcomer. The situation in which you are, you are an overcomer. I can tell you, God can change it. And you will smile. Just see yourself as a winner. Because he won it for you. Amen. Amen. How do we pray the winning attitude into our lives? And I'm ending with this, then we'll go to pray. Proverbs 16 and verse 4, if you can project that for us. Practically, how do you develop that winning attitude? One, you must learn to pray consistently 
over life issues. For the Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. Now, if God has done this for his own purposes, prayer is the key to turning things around for God's purposes to come into being. Now, you must learn as a child of God by faith to be praying about everything that confronts you. One of our challenges as believers is that we fail to pray when we are confronted with issues. I am talking about personal prayer to God. It is easy for me to weep over the issue. It is easy for me to go and talk to my uncle. I think he has money. He can sort me out. Or that friend, he can bail me out. But you see, there's a God who is supernatural. There's a God who is sovereign. There's a God who is greater than the problem that you are faced with. And he says that, do not be anxious over anything. But in everything, pray to him. So prayer should be the number one as soon as the issue comes up confronting you. Learn to talk to him because when you talk to him, he will give you a way out. Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Learning to pray means praying. Develop your prayer life as an individual. Set time aside and be with your Lord. He's the reason why you come here. Yes, it's good. You can come here. But as an individual who is confronted with issues, knowing that the world that we live in is made up of all kinds of issues, we must stand strong in prayer. Say prayer. Say prayer. Learn to pray. Develop your prayer life. And learn to commit your issues to him as a matter of priority. Amen. One of the things that I've observed is that if you're able to pray fervently in your closet regarding your issues, when you come here, it is easy for God to reveal the root cause of your issues Amen. to you. Amen. Because sometimes we, we are pastors here, we talk to people a lot. The people come and share their issues with us and all that. But one thing I tell people is that I may listen to you, I may give you counsel, I may pray with you, but the onus is on you to talk to your God. As you talk to your God fervently. The word is fervently. Fervently means you are pouring out your heart to him. Fervency means that you are telling God that I have no power on my own. I am depending on you. If it means crying to him and shedding tears before him, he says the prayer or the cry of the righteous are heard by God. And I want to encourage you and I pray grace upon your life that you will spend time in God's presence bringing your personal needs to him. 
After all, he's the one who understands your needs better than you do yourself. Sometimes the issues are so complicated, so, so, so gargantuan and so big that you don't know even what to do. And it may be hanging on, hanging on, hanging on for a long time. But I tell you, as you are consistent in your prayer, it takes God a second or below to turn the situations around. So learn to pray on your own before you come here. And when you come, God will still work on your situation for you. I thought I I know somebody who prayed for the son to be born again or saved. He prayed for the son for 12 years. 12 years. Can you say 12 years? We call that consistency in prayer. Because the person knew that it is God who can only change the, change the son. How the son got born again, he got born again in the grand style. You can also pray. You can also pray consistently about your issues, life issues. And may the Lord grant you favor and mercy and help as a result of your prayer. Amen. Amen. We are talking about developing a winning attitude in a practical way. Number two, you must always plan your life to win and not to fail. So you are in a marriage. Instead of complaining that, oh, my husband is this, 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 my wife is behaving this way, this way, he's not doing this, this is like this, this is like this. Prayer is number one. Number two, plan around how you can build that marriage and for that marriage not to collapse. Because for us who are believers, God hates divorce. He doesn't want us to break from our marriages. The marriage must work. And it's all, not just the prayer, but practical things that we do by purpose and by planning that we can keep our marriage going. And <laughs> I told you last week that some of the problems that we go through have been caused by our own mistakes. And I stick, I'm a minister, and I did tell you that all, it's not all the problems that are demonic. Some of them are caused by our own selves. Because 
And so if you are praying and praying, oh God, oh God, oh God, and you are binding the demons, you are binding the demons, and it's not the demon who is causing it, but you are the one who has caused it. Your prayer will not work. God will God will tell you the wrongs that you have done, and anything that is wrong, you correct it. If you have done the wrong thing, you correct it. And then when you correct it, you'll be back on track. And you have your so plan to win and not to fail. daily be searching your life and searching your life. The steps that I'm taking are they steps that are ordered by the Lord? Are they steps that are of my own doing? Are they steps that have been inspired by the Holy Spirit? Plan to win and not to lose. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines the steps. We can make the plans, but the Lord determines our steps. What he said is that we must collaborate with God. I may have a plan that if I do it this way, it will work. But if I bring it to God, God will say, yeah, this plan is okay, but do it this way. Do it this other way. And this is the key. We must learn to hear God as he speaks to us. So pray consistently, plan your life in such a way that you will be an overcomer or you will sustain the overcoming spirit that God has given to you. Number three, everybody say perseverance. Please say it again, perseverance. Perseverance simply means keeping on, keeping on. You have a never give up spirit. You have no discouraging spirit setting in. I am carrying on my life because I'm a winner. And I will not allow this thing to put me down. I will not let this situation discourage me. I will not this, this situation intimidate me. And therefore, I will push myself in life. I will push my life until I receive the breakthrough. We call that perseverance. Say perseverance. I release the spirit of perseverance into your life. I receive the spirit of perseverance into your life. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Because sometimes life is a fight. It's a fight. And if you don't fight, you can't, you can't see your head way. So be strong in the grace of God. And keep on persevering. We have come a long way. The challenges, the mountainous issues, we are still going on. So don't die on the way. Don't give up on the way. Because the Lord is on your side. And he has said nothing can overcome us and take us off his love for us.
all things, he says, we are more than conquerors. And perseverance is one key to keeping your overcoming spirits alive. Say, I will persevere. Say it out loud. I will persevere in the name of the Lord Jesus. Perseverance is one way of building an attitude of a winner. Amen. If you are convinced about the issue that this one I must break through, you keep on keeping on. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy 2 4. Let me see what is there. Timothy Remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Such argument, I think I've missed it. Fifteen, work hard so that you can present yourself. Working hard and persevering is what we need to do. As you do, they say, Amen. 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 Alright, the next thing is what I'm calling verbalizing your wind. Or professing or declaring yourself as a winner. What you say with your mouth is what comes to pass. There are some who always say negative things all the time. If you say to your son, you will amount to nothing. It's a negative word. If you say to yourself, the situation in which I am, that is the situation that I was born in, which means that you are telling yourself that you will continue in that situation. Oh, in our family, we don't give birth. People who get married now, oh, they don't give birth. That's the, that's the sign of our family. It is wrong for you to be saying those negative things. Always profess winning words and say, I am a winner. I don't have money. I don't have money now. I want to run this business. I know I have that money and that business will run. That's a positive statement. Uh-huh. My son in school is not doing very well. I declare that he's doing very well. That's a positive declaration upon your son. Because those words are coming from your mouth in the name of the Almighty God. And as you speak it, it will come to pass. I pray that you will learn to be saying positive things as a winner in this world. Practically, to be a winner, you must work with friends who are winners. Don't ever make friends with people who are discouragers. Because if you talk to them about your issue, yeah, I see that I'm, I'm going to put up this building. I know I have some money. Out. Friend, ah, this building, look at this, how big this building. Can you build it? Uh, when the person begins to talk like that, he kills your spirit. Uh, I have friend who said that Proverbs 13 and verse 20. Let's read it together. Proverbs 20 and, uh, sorry, Proverbs 13 and verse 20. 
I'm finishing. We're going to pray soon. See what he's saying. He says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools. And you do what? You get into trouble. Because the foolish person will not give you any wise advice. He will only lead you into places of trouble. But if you are, you are walking with people who are full of spirit-inspired wisdom, they will help to push you as and a they woman. And they give you wise counsel to move on in life. The foolish person may pull you down. Because he may be envious of what you are going to do. And he will try to cut the issue short. But a wise person who is full of the Holy Spirit, who is discerning, will give you wise counsel to push you forward. If you want to be a true winner in this world of challenges, walk with people who are wise. Choose your friends carefully. You would not for four years. Choose your friends prayerfully. You would not for four one pie because it's not everybody who is happy with your life. He may be close to you, but he will be punching you with demonic arrows. So be wise in your choice of Last and not the least, being the winner, put your trust fully in God. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. We can't put our trust to the background. Our trust must always be in the Lord. Don't put your trust. Don't put your trust in any human being. The human being is limited. Human being has a short lifespan. Human being cannot be fully dependent upon. God is always there. He's always there. When this one fails, you can look up to him. And I'm encouraging you. I'm encouraging you. Put your trust fully in him. I may guide you in prayer. I may counsel with you. But I encourage you. Don't put your total dependency on me. Because I'm also depending on somebody. I am not God. I am not God. I am depending on God to help me to minister to you. You can also depend on God to receive from him through me. I am a channel. So don't put your trust in man. Put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. Say it again. Put your trust in God. I will trust in my God. Again, I will trust in my God. Jeremiah 17 and verse 7, and I'm ending with that. Jeremiah 17 and 7. Jeremiah 17 and verse 7. Okay? But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and, and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Verse 8. Watch 
Okay? They are like trees planted along a river bank. With roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green. And they never stop producing fruit. May the Lord grant you grace to put your trust only in Him so that you become fruitful in your life. Fruitful in your life. And I release that grace upon you. There are some men, are some men it's all over the place. If you put your trust in them, they will think of what they will get from you and not what they will give to you to move on. I am uh, telling you, it's a fact. We are living in a system like that. But if you put your trust in God, he's the owner of everything. The silver in the gold is his. 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 The silver in the gold is his. In his warehouse, there is no shortage. Whatever you need, it is there for him to give to you. God bless you for listening to his words. Amen. Amen. You can stand with me. Now we are going to pray. I've told you two reasons why you are here. Is God, 